Welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Maya Burns, and I'm here to talk to you about business, growing your wealth, and maintaining a healthy mind and body. By sharing the topics that are important to me, I hope you're able to start living and feeling your best. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to a new episode of the Work, Wealth, and Wellness Podcast. I hope you are doing well. Um, it's been a minute, but I'm super excited to be bringing you a new episode. And um, yeah, we definitely have some things to catch up on. So like I said, I definitely took a little bit of a break. Things were very, very hectic for a while. Um, as many of you know, I have moved into my new home. I'm I'm all settled in now. I was definitely in the process of, you know, packing and dealing with things. And then when I ended up actually moving in back, uh, you know, I guess the second week of August, things were hectic again. I My first week in my house, I think I only slept here three nights because I was out of town and I was doing some things. So yeah, I guess I just wanted to jump in and give you a little life update because it's been a minute since we chatted. So yes, once again, moved into my new house. Um, it's seriously been so amazing. And um, that means that I am recording this from my new office space, which I am so, so thankful for and so excited about because I actually have like a designated space now that really feels like my own. Like, of course, in my last apartment, I did have a separate room that was my office as well. But if anyone (laughs) who knows me came to my house, I really didn't do much with that space because I knew that it wasn't a long-term like home for me, I guess. And it just, it just didn't fit the vibe that I wanted. Like it was a great apartment. Don't get me wrong. Um, I made a lot of really good memories there, but just that vibe of that second bedroom, you know, like it had green carpet in there. Um, and it just, it wasn't really my vibe and I just didn't want to put effort into like sprucing it up and jazzing it up just because I, like I said, I just knew it wasn't a long-term um, space for me because I think I've been talking about this for the, for a while but like back in December 2021 getting ready for 2022 I had known that like buying a house this year was my number one goal and um, I thought it was going to be closer to the end of the year but hey halfway through here we are and so yeah I just from the bat um, when my previous roommate moved out I just knew that that wasn't a long-term space for me So I didn't put a lot of effort into it. And honestly, my desk was just kind of shoved against the wall. And in the room, there was literally nothing else in there. I used to call it my cat room because my cat would just hang out in there and play with her toys. Um, so now I actually have my own office that Lennon has not invaded yet. She's still adjusting. She's still getting uh, used to the new house. Um, funny story. Sorry, this is gonna be a really long life update because it's been a minute. But um, yeah, my second day in this house uh, was kind of a nightmare, and I'm going to tell you why. So basically, the the day that I actually gained possession of the house, I got the keys and everything, and I was doing all my moving. Also, I am never moving by myself ever again. My back was broken for like a good four days. Awful, 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 awful. Pay someone to move your shit, please. <laughs> I 
you will not regret it. So I am never doing that again. I told my family, I said, I'm never moving out of this house. I will die here because I never, ever want to move myself. So um, anyways, yeah, while I was moving all of my stuff, I left my my little baby, Lennon. I left her at my last place and I just kind of um, locked her in her cat room. We moved all my furniture out of there, aka just my desk. We moved that out the night before. And um, so yeah, she had her little room that she was able to just kind of hang out in because she's a very, very nervous cat. And I just knew that having the door open and people coming in and out of my house because bless their heart, my mom and my grandma and my grandpa did help me move. Thank God I owe them my life because it was a tough day. It was a tough day. But yes, I, I put Lennon in her little room, the cat room slash my old office slash random... <laughs> random space, um, closed the door and I moved into my house. It took us like 10 hours. Like I got the keys at, oh my gosh, probably 11 in the morning. And I didn't even pick Lennon up until nine o'clock at night. And, um, so yeah, I picked her up from the apartment, brought her to the new house, nine o'clock at night. She was terrified. Like when I tell you she, she was not having it. So when I rescued her, I can't believe it's been almost a year. It's been almost a year since I rescued her. I rescued her September, 2021. And, um, when I first got her, she hid under the couch for weeks. Like she would not come out. She would only come out at night. She was terrified of me. The people at the humane society, the place that I rescued her from, they pretty much warned me and they were like, you know, don't expect her to ever warm up to you. Like that's how, that's how timid she is basically. Like she is a scaredy cat. And, um, I, I knew that right from the start. I knew that that's, that that was her personality. And obviously it breaks my heart to think of what for, like what shaped her to be that way and who hurt her (laughs) before I adopted her, um, or rescued her, whatever you want to call it. But, um, Yeah, but obviously at my last place, she got really used to me, honestly, fairly quickly, and she's a magnet to me now, but when we moved into here that very first night, she, it was like she was that same cat again, like, I did not see her, um, she, like, I think she was pretty upset with me, (laughs) she's like, you ripped me from my house, what are you doing? So yeah, she hid, um, all night, pretty much. She did figure her way to her litter box and, you know, she ate some food during the night. Obviously, I didn't really see it. And then in the morning, she actually did come out, which I was super impressed about. I don't know if it's because she heard me rummaging around, you know, making my coffee in the morning because that was always kind of our routine at our last place was we'd get up in the morning and she'd always come and hang out with me while I make my coffee and I call it her morning treats. And, um, so yeah, when she hears the Keurig brewing, she knows that she's getting her treats. So she definitely came out and greeted me for a little bit. And then I went back upstairs to make my bed and I heard, I don't even know what it was. Like, it just sounded like she was getting into something. Like, you know, when you have like a mischievous pet, mischievous, mischievous, dear God. Um, (laughs) anyways, you know, when you have a pet who just like gets into stuff and you, you can just hear it from far away and you're like, fuck. So yeah, I, I heard her getting into something, but I didn't think much of it. Cause I was like, there's a couple boxes downstairs. Like she's probably just exploring since she has not even had a full 12 hours in the house yet. And, um, so I make my way back downstairs and I can't find my freaking cat. Like literally for the life of me, I looked everywhere, could not find her. 
And um, the house that I purchased, it is an older home. I think it was built in 1938. So it is a, like a more of a century home. And if you're in real estate or if you've had experience with these century homes, you know that these basements are a nightmare, <laughs> like straight out of a horror movie. It's a dungeon down there. Terrifying. So my door to my basement doesn't actually latch properly. It, it like it kind of if you push on it, it opens inward, like down the stairs. And since it doesn't latch properly, unless you like really, really like slam it shut, then um, if you just put some weight on it, the door will swing open. And so my fear was that, you know, Lennon was just kind of walking around exploring the house and she put her weight on it and then the door would have swung inwards. And I thought that she fell down the stairs. Like that's what I thought that that kind of noise was because like I said, I looked everywhere. Like I opened all the drawers. I went, looked in all the closets, pretty much all my boxes were already unpacked. I think I only had two or three boxes left. So it's not like she could have been hiding in there. And, um, it, I was actually so terrified, um, because that's my baby. That is my little girl. And if she's in this nightmare of a basement, that's just like rock and dirt with crevices and, you know, maybe she shoved herself into the insulation. I don't know. I obviously panicked, called my mom. It wasn't even 10 o'clock yet. Like it was early. It was early in the morning. I called my mom, poor girl. I woke her up and I was like, you need to come over here right now. I am freaking out. Uh, there was no way that she could have gotten outside because I hadn't even opened any doors or anything. So my mom came over. We looked. We could not find her. We both concluded that, you know, we thought she was in the basement. We thought she had maybe stuffed herself in some insulation down there because there's just so many nooks and crannies. And since she is such a, like a scared cat, she just hides anywhere and everywhere. Like when I first brought her home, September, 2021, she hid, she got, she somehow got in behind my fridge and climbed the back of my fridge, like, and was just stuck there for a minute. So I'm like, this girl will put herself in any hole, any little nook she can. So that was my biggest fear. Uh, we even had my grandparents come over. We searched for her for four hours and literally nothing. I was like, I lost my cat. We were worried, like, is there, was she able to get outside through the basement? Like, was there a vent? Was there, you know, something in the foundation that maybe she was able to wiggle her way outside? But honestly, that would have been a bigger issue if I had a crack in my foundation big enough to let my cat out. Luckily, I don't. <laughs> but um, yeah, we were, we were terrified. Like I said, we looked for hours. We couldn't find her. I called the Humane Society. I was like, did anyone bring in a cat? Like, we didn't know if she maybe got out somehow by the grace of God. I don't know. So 12 hours go by. I still have not found my cat. Um, at this point, I had closed all the closets because we had like thoroughly checked them and knew that there was nothing back there. We had opened all the drawers in all the bathroom cabinets everywhere under the bed and uh, couldn't find her. So me, I'm I'm a mess. It's 9.30 at night. I'm thinking I lost my cat forever. <laughs> and um, I hear a noise. So also too, let me preface this by saying during the day, I had the, the door to my basement wide open because we all thought that she was down there. And so I heard a noise. So I'm like, maybe she jumped down from something in the basement. So I'm sitting in my entryway with the door open to the basement, shaking treats. And this bitch walks down the stairs. She was upstairs. 
And there's nowhere to hide upstairs. So um, I don't know where she hid for 12 hours and how she evaded four people looking for her for four hours. Um, but yeah, the little the little shit was hiding upstairs somewhere. To this day, no idea where. But we found my cat. Ever since then, she's been okay. She still hides during the day a little bit, but she's a lot more comfortable now. <laughs> that was a really long story, but... Um, yeah, it's it's been it's been a time adjusting to being in this house. There's a couple of renos that I want to do here and there, but for the most part, like I said, I'm super settled in. I have my office finally set up now to the point where I can actually record, which I'm super super excited about. And um yeah, I just what else? What's a new update? I'm just trying to think here. Um, last weekend. So yeah, like I said, I moved in. It's been about a week and a half since I've been in my house. And the first weekend that I was here, like I said, I was gone, um, because I ran my first 5k. Now, anyone knows me knows that I do not run. (laughs) That's like not in my book at all. I will treadmill walk until the day I die. Um, I just, I'm not a runner. I don't have the endurance. I, I just like, I don't know what it is. I've never been a runner. I've never done track. I've never, but anyways, me and my friends found this. It's, it's almost like a, like an obstacle run and it, it was called the foam fest and it was five kilometers. I think that there was 28 obstacles. It's just like the adult version of wipeout. And, um, it was so much fun. Like we actually ran for the majority of it, which I was super impressed about because like I said, I don't run. And I had absolutely zero training going into this. Like, obviously I gym, I'm pretty active with, you know, weightlifting and things like that, but like actual cardio, I barely ever do cardio. Like maybe I can muster up 10 minutes on the treadmill after a leg day, (laughs) but that's like maybe once every two weeks, because honestly, I hate doing that so much. I'd much rather like walk outside, especially during the summertime, maybe in the winter, I'll pick it back up again, but not a cardio person, ran a 5k, My God, I have never been so sore in my life because I moved and ran a 5K all within a span of three days. Um, Yeah, no, sorry, four days, four days because I moved on the Wednesday and then I ran the 5K on the Saturday. My God, my body has never been so sore in my life. I felt like I needed to be bedridden for a week. I felt broken. I felt like I was 80 years old, (laughs) but I had so much fun, like it was such an awesome experience and you got down and dirty. You were walking in the mud. You were like, literally there was this one obstacle and you had to like get on your stomach and crawl through a pit of mud um, to get under these like obstacles, I guess. And then they have you like climbing walls. They had slip and slides where you just literally fell into a big pool of mud at the end. Um, And yeah, it was so much fun. Highly recommend doing something like that with your friends because it was such an amazing experience. And um, this is just, this is going to kind of lead me nicely into what I wanted to talk about this episode. So sorry for the super long life update, but it's been a minute since I chatted with you guys. So just wanted to fill you in. But yes, so this episode, if you've seen it from the title, is um, basically how your surroundings affect you and affecting you mentally affecting you know you physically affecting how you think all these sort of things the people you surround yourself with the media that you surround yourself with because there's a lot of media out there you know all the platforms social media um 
news, anything that you really, uh, what's, what's the word, anything that you really like ingest, I guess, any sort of media around you that you take in, um, and also how the things that you say and the things that you do affect you. So, um, yeah, this, this is something that's really important to me because obviously as many of you have, if you've been listening for a while, um, the last year has been a crazy growth year for me and I've learned a lot about myself and a lot about the way that I like to operate now. And I feel like I'm in such a good position mentally and also just with work and socially. And I just, I feel like I've really found my people and I feel like I've really found my routine and my purpose. And it was not easy to get there because there's a lot of trial and error when you're trying to figure out what makes you tick, what makes you happy, what works for you um, that might not work for other people, right? So yeah, I wanted to dive in and talk about how what you surround yourself with really impacts you. So let's start off with like your people, I guess, the people that you surround yourself with, because, you know, I have such a great group of friends now and we do a lot of fun things. And um, I just think it's really, really important that you need to have a solid group of people that you can not only kind of lean on in tough times, but also um, to go through the happy times together because yeah, it's nice to have someone to talk to when things are tough and things are not going your way, but it's also like equally as important to have people that you can experience things with, to have people that you can have fun with, to have people that lift you up and make you feel like, (laughs) I don't even know how to put this into words. I'm just, I've really kind of found my people recently and, um, it feels really good when you're surrounded by a really good good group of people who can do things with you, like run a 5K run and get covered in mud together. Because like while we were doing this run, we were seriously like having the time of our lives. Like a lot of people, <laughs> you're running and you see people struggling and they're like, oh my God, like, are we done yet? But here we are, we all dressed as different colors of the rainbow and we're like cheering people on. We're cheering strangers on because like we were just having such a good freaking time. We were just so high on like life and just like what we were doing because obviously we don't have things like this around where I'm from. Like I live in a small town, so we did have to drive down near Toronto for this run, but it's just like the positive energy was so freaking contagious, not only within our group, but within the people that we were interacting with. And I think that that's so important because you don't realize how much that can affect you and it can affect the people around you just because it's, it's just such a, like the more positive energy that you put out into the world, it comes back. Like I said, we all, we all know that that's, that's what I believe in, but, um, just having people there to motivate you, to cheer you on, to just spread that positive vibes, the positive energy, it makes such a huge difference. And I'm just, the people that you surround yourself with make a huge, huge impact on your life because there's so much noise out in the world. There's so much noise with the media. There's so much noise here, there, everywhere. But if you have a solid group of people that you can actually like rely on and who lift you up, like I said, that's so important. And I want to touch on something that someone told me 
and a very good friend of mine and we actually had a really good chat about this and I'm not sure if I've mentioned this in the podcast before I I know I've spoken about it at work and in our little work meetings things and such but basically it's the ideology that your top five people that you surround yourself with it has to be carefully curated and if you don't know what that means then basically it's just your inner circle of people or maybe this is your whole circle I don't know it's up to you like I'm someone who I don't have a big group of friends Um, maybe you have a big group of friends or maybe you're like me and you like to keep your circle small Um, even if you do have a big group of friends though your you know your inner circle your inner five you should always have five people that you know you can really really rely on because the five people that you are closest with are going to be the people that impact you the most, the people that you spend the most time with, the people that you speak to the most, the people that you um, just interact with on a daily basis more so than you know the people on the outer edges of your circle. Um, they're the ones who really impact your life the most, and so you have to carefully curate it. Because if you are someone who has really big goals and you're someone who's very work motivated, but within your top five, your closest friends are people who have goals that don't really align with yours. And um, that can look like a variety of things. So me, for example, I, I'm very work driven. I have a career. I honestly have created a life for myself and you know, I'm still quite young. I'm still, I, I just turned 23, like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I still feel like a baby. I feel like I'm a baby faking my way through adult life. Like what the fuck? I own a house now. Christ. But, um, yeah, it's just, I'm very work motivated. I always tell people I'm like 20, I guess 23 now going on 40. Cause I feel like I'm already like exhausted with life. But anyways, <laughs> Um, it's just, that's who I am. Those are my goals. That's how I live my life. And it, it, I felt like I, like there was a disconnect with me and people my age, um, which is why I surrounded myself with friends who are older because people who are my age often aren't in the same position that I am with my life. And that's totally okay. Like I understand, like I, I definitely took a very different path than a lot of people my age do. And that just put me at a different a different place mentally than a lot of people who are similar in age to me. And so I felt like there was a general disconnect with myself and my circle last year, so to say. Um, things have changed drastically since then, but I just, I really felt like, not, not only like I was like lonely, how do I put this into words? It's just, you know, when you're surrounded by people, but you still don't feel heard and you still don't feel like you kind of belong. Like, I think there's a saying where it's like, you can be in a room of people and you can still feel lonely because loneliness is not about the physical presence of people. Loneliness is about, you know, feeling heard, feeling understood, feeling like you belong because you can have relationships with people work-wise, friendship-wise, like actual romance-wise, but if they're not deep connections, then you can feel lonely. And so I really, really felt like that. And I felt like I, I was kind of on this foreign planet because, you know, what is a, especially when I first started in real estate, like what is this 21-year-old doing? I can't believe I've almost been in real estate for two years. 
holy, um, like, I can't believe that this 21 year old is not partying on a Friday night. Instead, she's up until 11 PM sending emails and booking showings because she works at 9 AM the next day. You know, like I just felt like I didn't belong when all my friends were going out to the bars, when all my friends were going out to drink, going to parties, I was in my bed, blinders on grinding away, trying to make some money, trying to set myself up. And, um, it was very isolating. It it honestly was. And I, I felt very lonely. I felt not really understood. And it's because the people who were in my top five just didn't align with my goals. And like I said, that's totally fine. Like you're the people that you surround yourself with don't have to be on the exact same path as you, but I feel like if you do start to feel those feelings that I was feeling, and if you do start to feel like you're not being heard and you're kind of off in la la land when everyone else is doing their own thing, then I think that this is a good time to kind of readjust and reevaluate, reevaluate and maybe curate your friends a little bit better. And, um, yeah, I, I lost, I lost honestly one of my best friends because we just didn't align properly and that really sucked. And I still think about it to this day. And, um, but you know, I just, I think that things happen for a reason and now I've sort of found my people and my inner circle now are a really amazing group of girls who work. They, you know, we're very low key, I guess, like me and my friends, I, we'd much rather, you know, on the weekend, instead of going out to the bar, we'd much rather throw like a little, a little girl's night or a little, <laughs> we always have these crazy party ideas. Like, we had a country night one time where we all just dressed up, literally went to Valley Village, spent 20 bucks, bought some bell-bottom jeans, bought a cowboy hat. We just had a super fun country night. We just had some country tunes on, just the girls doing things. It was so much fun. Um, Another party that we have planned is a bald cap party. (laughs) It's so funny to talk about because like this is the type of shit that we like to do. So it's like everyone is going to roll up in a bald cap and we all have to be different people. So I really hope someone rolls up his pit bull, Mr. 305 worldwide. Love you. Anyways. So yeah, it's just like me and my friends would much rather do that because like, I don't want to be going out to the bar and hanging out with like, I don't know. It's just, especially the town that I live in, it's just not my vibe, you know? And so I finally found people who I literally fit in with so well, and it seriously impacts your mental health so, so much when you actually feel heard and you actually feel like you belong somewhere. And so having a good group of people, having five friends that you know are aligned with your goals and you know are aligned with your intentions in life and they support you and you support them. And it's just like, I, it's, it makes such a huge difference. Like truly, truly, truly your top five, your inner circle, who you hang out with, who you surround yourself with is going to shape who you are and how you act truthfully. Um, And so I think that that's really important to think about. I think it's really good to be intentional with the people that you surround yourself with because it will impact literally every single other aspect of your life. So um, yeah, top five, super important. Surround yourself with people who align with your goals, with you, with, I guess your dreams, whatever, whatever you want to call it with how you want to live your life. Because once you feel aligned, then things start to fall into place a little bit easier. And that's just my opinion. 
Um, moving on, uh, things that you, I guess, like the media that you take in, ingest, I don't know, the media that you surround yourself with. Like I said, there's so much noise on the internet. There's so many platforms and it's really easy to kind of fall into this trap of just like being consumed by what's going on around you. And I was listening to this podcast. I can't remember which one it was. My God, I always listen. I listen to so many things. I just, I'm always driving for work. So there's always a podcast on, there's always an audiobook on. I was listening to something in the car. Not, not going to be able to pinpoint it, but it was basically talking about how we as humans, our brains are not able to fully process the amount of media that we consume. And it was basically talking about how as humans, you know, we, we need interaction to stimulate our brains to kind of uh, develop our personality, but there is so much content there, there are so many opinions on the internet that we consume daily that our brains don't, they're just not evolved enough yet to kind of be able to take in the, the millions of things that we see, like the, the thousands of comments that are on YouTube videos that you're reading, uh, you know, comments on TikTok, um, even videos on TikTok. Like it's so easy to kind of fall into a TikTok hole and just like realize, oh my God, I've been scrolling for three hours. And like, what's the average TikTok video like? I don't know, probably 10 to 15 seconds. Obviously there's a couple of longer ones, but think of the amount of videos that you have watched in a span of three hours. Just do the math. I'm not gonna do the math because <laughs> I am not good at math, but that's a lot of freaking content to take in. And so I, it's just, God, I wish I could remember what it was because I am not good at explaining stuff scientifically. But essentially, it was just talking about the fact that there's so many people with so many opinions and we're interacting with people all over the globe that we would have never normally interacted with. And it's we're just not programmed to take it all in properly. And so it's easy to get overwhelmed. And I just I think that that was really cool because it's so true. Like even thinking back, it wasn't that long ago, like the era of social media is within the last 10 years. Truly, it is. Like, I remember when I got my first iPod Touch and it's like you slide the the little arrow across and it made like that super crisp unlock sound. <laughs> Those were the good old days. And um, yeah, it's just the era of tech, the era of social media. It's just, it's so, so new to us that we're still learning. We're still adapting. We're still adjusting. We're still evolving to understand and to be able to really comprehend the amount of things that we take in. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I often find myself like having a little bit too much screen time. Like I'm, I, I'm on my phone seriously a lot. Like I'm almost embarrassed about my screen time. I don't want to tell you what it is because it's, it's pretty bad. But um, I, I really like that feature on the Apple products that it does tell you your screen time because it's a really good way to kind of set goals for yourself and monitor. But screen time, it's insane. Like it literally takes over your life and you don't even realize it. Like I can be sitting and like right before I go to bed, I, my, I have my little screen time widget like on my homepage and it's like, I'll be turning my phone off for the night. And I'm like, holy crap. Like I spent six hours on my phone today, like six hours of my day. What was I doing? 
what was I doing? Because in our brains, we don't register it. We don't think about it. There's just so much media that we consume. And, um, so yeah, it just, that blows my freaking mind. But anyways, like I said, bringing it back, sorry, I'm totally rambling. It's, it's been a while since I talked to you guys. So, um, but yeah, essentially the media that we consume, it will impact our, not only our mood, but the way that we think about things, because we can easily be so influenced by people's opinions, by people's, uh, like the words that they say. And obviously I don't want to get into this because I always try to stay very neutral on like, honestly, I don't really read into the news that much, but If you own a cell phone, if you have ever been on the internet within the last, let's say, two weeks, you know the whole Andrew Tate thing is just, like, is blown up. And it's just people like that, like, people who have such a huge platform and they're able to spew, you know, their opinion. um, So many people are consuming that content and so many people are going to be swayed by this man's opinion and so many people are thinking about it when, you know, 10 years ago someone wouldn't have had that platform to say these things. And like I said, I'm not going to get into it. I honestly haven't even really been following myself. I just know that he said some extremely like pretty bad things. Um, But I honestly try to not even consume anything about it. Like anytime I see anything with a headline about Andrew Tate, I will literally, I won't even look at it because I just know that if I look at it, I'm going to be upset and I'm going to get, not like get offended, but it's just like, I don't want to read that because it just has such a negative connotation to it. And this just brings me back in. Like, I don't want to be consuming media that's negative. I don't want to be consuming media that's going to make me feel kind of like icky and gross. And so it's like, you have to be really careful about the media that you consume because it's really easy, like I said, to just go into these rabbit holes and There's just so much out there that it's really hard to filter through and it's really hard to kind of um, like separate the good from the bad, which is, you know, it's just so tough nowadays because like I said, you can just be scrolling on your phone and suddenly hours go by. And um, so, yeah, you just have to really be careful about the media that you consume. If you're someone who's constantly like, trying to find drama on the Kardashians or whatever. Like, don't get me wrong. That's juicy, juicy tea. I love to read it sometimes, but it's like, you shouldn't always be aiming to consume this kind of like negative dramatic content because it really affects not only the way that you view things, but it affects your mood. It just, it it influences who you are essentially. And so it's just really important to kind of think consciously about the media that that you consume instead of scrolling mindlessly, which trust me, it's so easy. I fall into that sometimes as well. But some things that I have done to try to limit my media consumption is like I said, I have my screen time and you can actually set Uh, like set screen time limits and you can actually set screen time limits for different apps within your settings, which I think is a really, really cool feature. And I'm super happy that Apple brought that up. But um, basically I've limited myself. I, I, I try to, (laughs) I don't know if this is a lot. I don't know what anyone else's screen time is. So maybe I'm exposing myself here, but I want to keep my screen time under four hours a day. That's a goal that I've set for myself because it's so easy for me before bed to literally sit and scroll on TikTok until 1am. And it's just like, I don't want to do that anymore. 
Um, during the day, obviously I do work a lot from my phone. So I, I know that that does eat up some of my screen time, checking my emails, um, texting clients, uh, doing social media stuff, things like that. So I, I know that that eats into my screen time a little bit. Um, but yeah, for me, a goal that I have set is no more than four hours of screen time a day because I could be consuming other media that will benefit me more. Um, instead of sitting and mindlessly scrolling on TikTok or Instagram or just like watching reels, doing whatever people do on social media, I could actually be reading a book. I could be reading something that feeds my brain. I could be, um, I could literally be doing anything. I could be going out to lunch with uh, another young professional. I could be doing better things with my time that will help me align with my goals better. So um, I think that it's really important to really watch what you consume with your media. And also just like I said, if you are fine, if you're someone who finds yourself like literally your screen times eight, nine hours a day, then think about your opportunity cost of you know, what, what else you could have been doing with those eight, nine hours. Uh, I don't know if anyone took economics. I failed it twice, so we're not, we're going to get into it too much, but basically opportunity cost is like the things that you missed out on by doing something else. So within those eight hours, could you have met up with, could you have gotten coffee with someone in your industry, whether, you know, you're in banking and you wanted to chat with someone from a different bank to just see how things are operating. Or for me, like I'm in real estate, I like meeting with uh, fellow mortgage brokers. I like meeting with other agents. It's just nice to just chat and have conversations because you can learn so much from people. So it's like, what could you be doing with your time that would benefit you more than scrolling mindlessly and consuming random ass media that truthfully is bringing no value to your life? So I think that that's really important. Surround yourself with positive things that help you align with your goals and also, too, I wanted to touch, I guess this is going to be my last point because this episode is getting kind of long. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about is just be careful about the things that you say. The things that you say uh, really impact the way that you view life, I guess. So I feel like I'm talking so slow. It's because I'm, I'm processing. I literally have planned nothing for this episode. I am just spewing it as it comes. So um, I really wanted to chat about just spinning words in different ways and how it can affect you. So anyone who knows me knows that I, I've said that a million times, Jesus Christ. People know that I am a firm believer in the law of attraction. Anything that you put out into the universe, you will receive. Everything is energy, vibrations, blah, blah, blah. People know <laughs> that that's how I think. So um, with that ideology in mind, it's basically about changing the way that you word things to be spun in a more positive light. So, you know, maybe you're having a really bad day and someone cuts you off and you just, you're in such a bad mood or, you know, maybe you get a coffee and the person who hands you your coffee a little bit spills out the side and your immediate reaction is to react and to react negatively. And there's just... If that's who you are, that's totally okay because that's who I used to be as well. I used to be someone who would react and then kind of feel shitty about it after. But um, if you kind of take a moment, <laughs> it's going to sound so like 
cliche, but it's like you honestly, sometimes you need to take a breather. And um, even if nothing bad has happened in your day, like even if you are just feeling run down and for me personally, like I said, I'm, I'm in real estate. So on days where I'm feeling kind of down and someone wants to book a showing and it's tough for me to get out of bed that day because, hey, we all have those days. I could really let the negativity take over and I could speak negatively and I could complain and I could be like, oh my God, like, why do they want to see a property now? Like, why don't, you know, why didn't they give me more notice? Why didn't they tell me last night that they wanted to see it tomorrow? Like you can, it's so easy to fall down this hole of like negative thinking and just like really kind of being hard on yourself, being hard around the people around you. But instead, I think it's really important to be cautious of how you speak about yourself, about how you speak about others, how you speak to others, because that really affects how you think. Like if you are consciously, I guess, like not, I don't want to say like talking bad about people. Like if you're someone who really likes to gossip and you're someone who likes to just constantly tear other people down, then that negative energy is really like, like people can feel that around you. Like if you're someone who is just constantly in a bad mood, if you're constantly miserable, people can feel that. And when people can sense that you're kind of, you're going to receive that energy back. Like for example, if you walk into the room and you notice someone off to the side and they are so confident, they are smiling, they're laughing, they're having a good time. You're automatically more drawn to a person like that versus someone who's like sitting with really tense body language. Maybe their arms are crossed. Maybe they're not making as much eye contact. Maybe they just look really grumpy like they don't want to be there like you're automatically going to be more drawn to someone who's smiling to someone who has more open body language to someone who's really just kind of uplifting the vibe in the room versus someone who's kind of sucking it out and so people can sense that stuff which is why it's really important to kind of not not like fake it till you make it but it's even if you are feeling negative, even if you are feeling really down, if you're having the worst day of your freaking life, I don't care. Fake it. Put a smile on your face because studies have also shown that even if you are in a terrible mood, sometimes just fake smiling can release endorphins to your brain and in turn will make you more happy. So I literally don't care how angry you are. Put a smile on your face because sooner or later, you're going to realize that you're actually smiling not fakely anymore and it's actually real and um that sounds so gross ew but seriously it's true and just like i said even if you're having a horrible day and you're just so angry and you're constantly in this loop of even talking bad about yourself like maybe you're late to work for whatever reason like maybe you slept in an extra 10 minutes you hit snooze one more time than you should have and you're driving to work and you're late and someone cuts you off or the the line at Tim Hortons is too big or Starbucks wherever you go for your coffee and the line is a little bit too long and now you're just super late for work and you just are freaking out you're upset at everyone you're grumpy you're taking it out on the person who's handing you your coffee and of course if you're negative like I said, the coffee's probably going to spill on you too. And so like just layering things on top of each other, you're late for work. The lineup was too long. So now you're extra late. And then the the coffee lady hands you your coffee and it spills a little bit. Like you're going to lose your mind. And it's just, you need to kind of get out of this reactionary space 
And it's like I said, it's so easy to just kind of be like, God, like, why did I sleep in? Why did I do that? Why is this person taking so long? What the hell did they order that's taking 10 minutes at Tim Hortons? <laughs> because if you're taking 10 minutes at Tim Hortons, that's kind of questionable, but just kidding. <laughs> but seriously, like it's so easy to kind of speak these things into the universe about yourself, about the people around you. And it's easy to kind of fall into this hole where you're just like negative, negative, negative. And that's going to just continue to make you feel grumpy. Like if you stay in this grumpy headspace, if you stay in this like negative headspace, that's going to stick with you throughout the whole day. And this is relating back to my, uh, my podcast episode, change your questions, change your life. And they call it the judger pit. And it's like, it's so easy to fall into this pit, but it's up to you to change your thinking around to be able to crawl out. Because once you're in the pit, if you're just going to keep, keep along this negative train and you're going to keep thinking in the same way, you're never going to get out, but you are in control of your own life. And it's up to you to really take a step back and be like, okay, I know that I snoozed an extra 10 minutes, which kind of caused this chain reaction, but I can't change it now. It is what it is. I'm going to be late for work. That's fine. Yeah, my coffee spilled on me, but hey, at least I got my coffee and maybe the nice lady handed you a napkin because she felt so bad. (laughs) So like there is seriously a positive light to every situation. The world is not out to get you no matter how much it seems like it is. And um, if you're someone who finds yourself falling into that headspace often, which I will be the first to admit, I used to be like that as well. I used to always like the very first opportunity that anything would kind of go south or go the way that I didn't want it to. I would just I'd lose it. Like I would just be so grumpy all day and it's like nothing could change my mind. But it's up to you to really take a step back and understand that you have the choice to not let it affect you and you have the choice to speak about it in a different way changing your questions changing your life um so yeah I think it's just about spinning things in a positive light even if it's your internal dialogue or stuff that you put out into the world um it's really important to not dwell on gossip not try to spread these negative just the the things that come out of your mouth seriously impact your mood they impact who you are they shape who you are because you don't want to be known as someone who's just always negative someone who's just seems miserable because like I said people people can notice that but obviously everyone's going to have bad days everyone's going to have days where you're going to be grumpy and you're going to snap at people because hey I've been there too but it's just about apologizing, realizing, and uh, moving forward. Because like I said, all you can do is accept it, move forward, and change your perspective going forward. Getting yourself out of that judger pit, getting yourself back on your feet, and not being trapped. Because this Brian Buffini quote, I will repeat it again. I think I've mentioned it on here before, but the only difference between a grave and a rut are the dimensions. So um, yeah get yourself out of there. You can do it. Uh, the deep, the longer you stay in your rut, the deeper you get, um, it's going to turn into a grave. So it's up to you to kind of turn it around. Super long episode. So sorry. It was nice catching up with you guys. Like I said, I'm going to be back every week. Um, now that I'm all settled in into my office space and loving it. So yeah, thank you so much. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my rambles. Thank you for supporting me. 
and um, I'm so happy to be back and um, yeah I hope everyone has an amazing day and I will talk to you all next week okay bye